Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Welcome to News Night. In the next 60 minutes here, health experts and practitioners demand that government treats vaccine shortage challenge as a national health emergency as they insist newborn babies are the risk of death while the wait for fresh supplies continue. Because if a young child aged below, say, six months gets whooping cough, it can cause death. It's quite serious as a nation. We should take this as a public health emergency. We have details plus tell you about the fear of possible closure of schools in Tamale North as a result of measles outbreak. Also tonight, Majority Leader Osei Chairman Sabunsu declares no one can stop the Electoral Commission from laying its proposed constitutional instrument currently dividing opinions. No speaker has the right to also say that I will not allow government business to be transacted. No speaker has that authority, period. Um, I would also say I don't see how the minority can say that we will... We will if you say we not allow it, yes. Details of happenings on that. Also, NPP MPs taunt former President Mahama after he launched another bid aimed at taking the presidency. But Ghanaians know what Joe Mahama did for Ghana. And I don't think he's bringing any new ideas. That's the old story that he's come to repeat. He had, he was a vice president. He became three months or so or less president. He became a four-year president. What did we see? details of that and in business china likely the kingmaker in current discussions for ghana's cancellation of its debt and as far as we hear from mohammed polo who says ghana football has lost its identity and later we won the election and we will prove it to nigerians labor party's peter will be vows to prove in court that his supporters were robbed of victory this election as you know did not meet the minimum standard expected of a free transparent credible, fair election. It will go down as one of the most controversial elections ever conducted in Nigeria. We won the election and we will prove it to Nigeria. We also have live updates from a press conference currently being addressed by Atiku Abubakar. We'll also take you to the princess town of Akatachi to meet the priests who communicate with crocodiles. There she is. But finally, bingo. 
Chicken Dinner. We have that and more in tonight's edition of Newsnight. Please do all to join us with your thoughts and comment. Is via WhatsApp 55 We are live on Facebook on myjoyonline.com. Also on Joy 99.7 FM and Love 99.5 FM in Kumasi and over 30 affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. I am MFA Apau. We have details after this. I'll make a do video concept then take the Gaussian people for the engine show you. Hey, Every morning you the tear calls the brows Charlie something they day. Hey, tell God, the way town make hot. I grow best one if it be you where you get Vodafone one Ghana promo them out. 20 minutes talk time to call all networks where you start get data one gig from 5 a.m. to 11.59 a.m. Bye. And can you go do pass me self and you dial star 530 hash. Make we enjoy. You go please subscribe as many times as you want. Yes, plantain Yo, sweet Amma, take this by Vodafone one Ghana bundle. Moku vibe plus video calls and taste. You catch the vibe. Early morning, 5 a.m. sharp. Vodafone, further together. Keys. What could be simpler than a key? Who doesn't have a key? A car key, an office key, a draw key. But there's one key that rules them all. The house key. The key to a place we call home. The key to the home where everything comes together. The key to a home that is our own. A home where we make life happen with our families and loved ones. Adoha has been working hard for over 30 years to make home ownership within reach for many. Say yes to property with Adoha. Your dream home is one call away. Your dream home is a few clicks away. Visit our Accra project, The Place, by calling 030-27-89757. Thanks for staying with us here on Newsnight. Let's dig in now. And tonight there's pressure on government from experts and health practitioners on the need to secure the three essential vaccines for babies currently in short supply. The Ghana Health Service had already indicated it expects supplies in a week's time. But there are fears there could be dire consequences for newborn babies. Already experts are asking government to declare a national health emergency regarding the situation. We can hear from a child health specialist, Professor Janet Nikwe. She's been detailing why this presents a serious challenge for the nation. Perhaps mothers up there are not going for their immunizations. And if you make it difficult for people, then the dropout rate will become higher. And therefore, these diseases will spread. There are no alternatives. We've become used to having these vaccines available. And the system has been running really well. So I really don't understand why this has happened. No problem for- I think it's very serious and I hope everything is done to fix the problem. The diseases that affect also young babies, you haven't talked about, but the, the diphtheria vaccine and also the whooping cough vaccine, it's very important to get those at the right time because if a young child aged below, say, six months gets whooping cough, it can cause death. Whooping cough is a very serious infection. Worldwide, we haven't got rid of it because sometimes you find an adult with a cough who has a mild form of whooping cough. But if a young baby gets it, the cough is serious and they can't breathe because of the cough. So that's, that's a, a, a 
vaccine that must be given to young babies at the right time. Mm. While in a Tamano North constituency, residents are already battling a measles outbreak that started prior to the shortage. But Member of Parliament for the area, Al Hassan Esuini, fears uh, the situation could get worse. The minister must appear before the house to let us know where we are at as far as, you know, uh, government's efforts, you know, when it comes to dealing with this outbreak is concerned. It is important that as stakeholders, we know where we are and what is expected of all of us, including parents and, uh, you know, health practitioners and, 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 and all those in that chain so that we can nip it in the buzz, bad. Well, let's um, get to the area. And uh, my colleague with our affiliate station, Radio Justice, Mumuni Yirafa Yunus, uh, will paint a picture to us about the true situation on the ground when it comes to the Tamale North constituency. Mumuni, uh, what's really the situation? You visited a number of facilities. Tell us what the situation is there. Yes, that's correct. I visited a number of facilities in the constituency. For instance, I was at the Kaupohene Health Center where my checks confirmed that uh, they started uh, receiving patients who had uh, symptoms of uh, measles as far back as November 2022. And they have continued uh, to report such cases or to uh, report, yes, report such cases. Um, they tell me, my sources there tell me that uh, because they do not really have the facilities uh, to test uh, to confirm whether these cases are actually measles, they take samples and forward it to Accra. But unfortunately, it takes months. Uh, for instance, we are told that cases, uh, suspected cases, uh, samples of suspected cases that were taken as far back in December um, have not been confirmed as at now. So uh, the situation is quite worrying because they are unsure if they are dealing with measles cases or they are dealing with other uh, issues. But I was at Taha community uh, this afternoon and I spoke to a number of residents who have told me that within that community, um, families have reported that uh, they have suffered uh, such uh, symptoms. I spoke to one gentleman, Salim Mohammed, who told me he was on admission at the Tamale Teaching Hospital for three days. Uh, because he uh, had been diagnosed uh, the measles. Well, the MP for the area we've been interacting with fears um, it could lead to a closure of schools, amongst others. You've been interacting with health officials. What really have they been saying about Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Uh, health officials are actually tight lips on uh, this matter, uh, except for the few uh, personnel who are actually working within these facilities who are worried because they really know the situation on the ground. Uh, they fear uh, the situation could become even worse uh, because they really do not know what they are dealing with. Um, their test results are not coming back and there are no vaccines 
uh, within or around uh, the Tamale metropolis in general, not just in the Tamale North constituency. And so they are worried that um, the situation could even get worse. Uh, we haven't reported or we haven't heard of any reported deaths yet, but these um, health officials fear that uh, we may get to a situation where uh, we'll start reporting casualties. Okay. Mumuni, thank you so much. Mumuni Yurafa Yunus is with um, our affiliate station Radio Justice. They're giving us the situation in the area. Well, the Ghana Registered Nurses and Midwives Association, they want the situation treated as a national health emergency. Here's Perpetual Furiampo for uh, President of the Association speaking on PM Express last night. The kind of um, fluids that are given to these babies, they should make sure that it is, it is safe, it is, it is wholesome, and, and that if uh, children have to be given uh, any such, uh, any water, you know, for us as nurses, we educate them, breastfeed, just exclusive breastfeeding till six months. But not all parents are able to do that, not all mothers are able to do that, and they end up giving them water and all of that. They should make sure that um, if they have to give these babies water, it is wholesome water, because if they don't have all the, the, the um, OPV and the BCG at best, we should protect them. It's it quite serious. And as a nation, we should take this as a public health emergency and get these drugs from wherever we can get them so that um, the, the API of the Ghana Health Service can deploy them and our nurses. Uh, our community health nurses, our public health nurses, station all over the country can actually give the, the vaccines to the babies. That's Perpetual Friampo for president of the Ghana Registered Nurses and Midwives Association. Well, there's meanwhile raging controversy surrounding the 72 million CDs released to the Ministry of Health for the purchase of these vaccines for these babies. We've been hearing from the National Health Insurance Authority on this. Oswald Siamensa yesterday telling us that these monies have been released to the Ministry of Health, uh, the Ghana Health Service, for that matter, for that to happen. But the Director General of the Ghana Health Service has assured that the country would take delivery of some of the vaccines in the next two weeks. He insists that he is unable um, to speak just yet because there's nothing more to add to it, but they're hoping that within two to three weeks, they will be able to get this. But the ranking member on the health committee, Kobnat Minta Kando, insists that the Ghana Health Service must account for the money. Government has, has been negligent. You don't understand what actually the ministry, the officials of the Ministry of Health are doing. You invite them and they are not able to convince you. So we have asked them to go back because the reasons they advanced before us are untenable. And so they should go and get back to us properly. Well, that's um, the ranking member on the Health Committee of Parliament, Kobna Menta Akando. Like I was saying, the Ghana Health Service insists that uh, we will get these vaccines in the next two to three weeks. We've been hearing from experts also on this, on the dangers that it poses uh, to babies that have been born over the period. This is a matter that will continue to follow. We know that the Health Committee also expecting that the, fight, the Health Minister will appear before them and answer questions on this. Uh, we'll be following it closely 
and get you more. But I'll take you to Parliament now. And Majority Leader Osei Chiemen Sabunzu says not even the Speaker of Parliament can stop the Electoral Commission from laying its controversial constitutional instrument in the House. The minority are up in arms against the EC over some regulations on the CI, which they say will disenfranchise eligible voters and rig the election for the governing NPP. But the EC debunked these assertions by the minority when Chairperson Jean Mensah appeared in Parliament. She actually explains why it is important the CI must be laid and passed. It is important to rehash that the use of the Ghana card as the sole means of identification will ensure and guarantee the credibility and integrity of our register and our elections. It will prevent the enrollment of minors on the register. It will prevent foreigners from being registered to vote. And it will eliminate, eliminate the guarantor system, which is prone to abuse and which promotes conflict and violence. Additionally, it will lead, it will prevent costly, tedious follow-up follow -up exercises by the district registration review committees established nationwide. Finally, Mr. Speaker, by using the Ghana card as the sole source of identification, the EC will be conforming to Regulation 7.1 of the legal instrument passed by Parliament, the National Identity Regi Register Regulations, LI-2111, which states that the National Identity Card shall be used for a number of transactions where identification is required, including the registration of voters. But responding to the EC at a news conference yesterday, Minority Leader Casey Olatoforsen disagreed that the guarantor system should be omitted. It, it, there are three things that are not negotiable. First, we believe that the guarantor system must be added because the Ghana card alone cannot be used as proof of citizenship. So um, it is obvious that Article 42 talks of proof of citizenship, but doesn't talk of using uh, an ID card as proof of citizenship, one ID card as proof of citizenship. So we insist that the guarantor system is time-tested. It is proven that, um, obviously, in the case of myself, I did not get to choose to be a Ghanaian. I was born Ghanaian, and my parents should be able to take me to registration center and vouch for me to indicate that since they are Ghanaians and they have evidence that they are Ghanaians, their son also qualifies to be a Ghanaian. Well, the majority leader, Seiche Mensabonsu, begs to differ on this, and he says nothing will stop the process. He explained that they will continue to dialogue to reach a consensus, but neither the speaker nor the minority can prevent the laying of the document. The speaker has no business in what business is transacted in parliament. I wouldn't say that at all, except to say that no speaker has the right to also say that I will not allow government business to be transacted. No speaker has that authority, period. We'll continue further engagement with the minority, um, just so that, I guess, people may talk from very informed perspectives and not resort to sheer shenanigans to confuse Ghanaians. But having said that, um, I would also say I don't see how the minority can say that we will, we will if you say we'll not allow it, yes. The Constitution provides you the way, if you don't like it, to oppose it. And it's established in Article 11 
of the Constitution. This is a legislative instrument. It's a regulation. It says Article 11, Clause 7 provides any order, rule, or regulation made by a person of authority under a power conferred by this constitution or any other law shall be laid in parliament, be published in the Gazette on the day it is laid before parliament, and see, come into force at the expiration of 21 sitting days after being so laid unless parliament, before the expiration of 21 days, announce the order, rule, or regulation by votes of not less than two-thirds of all members of parliament. That is the constitutional provision. And that is the path established for us under the rule of law. It is not about physicalities. I'm bringing our correspondents shortly on this, but the majority leader is of the view that the NDC, they are simply opposing new ideas which improve the country's electoral system. Once the CI comes into operation, it's going to be continuous on a daily basis. So you turn 18, people are saying that they, are, they, are, they were talking about people going to queue. Queue for what? If the whole is a year-long activity, how are you going to queue? And that if you go there and uh, you have to sleep there and so on and so forth. They, they live in the Old Testament period. This is ushering us into a New Testament. And you still want to kill Ram to pacify God. Jesus Christ has come to redeem us. And from hence, we live by grace. Ghana card is the one that is going to guarantee continuous registration. The new CI is the one that is going to guarantee continuous registration. Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kwekwa Sante joins us on the line to monitoring affairs or events at that press conference held by the majority leader. Uh, so Kwekwa, first uh, the issue about a number of people in the public yet to be registered for the Ghana card and the fears that they may be disenfranchised if you go ahead with this particular process. How does the majority leader respond to that? And for the majority leader is quite indifferent to that suggestion. He says that every election cycle, some people are disenfranchised. So that cannot be a new argument that will be used to block the issue from laying the paper. But let's face it. Let's face it. There has never been an instance that some Ghanaians have not been disenfranchised in the voting. There's never been any voting. Why? Because whereas, whereas Article 42 provides that every citizen of Ghana of 18 years of age, of 18 years of age or above, and of sound mind has the right to vote and is entitled to be registered as the voter for the purposes of public elections and referenda. In every election, 60 days before the election, registration ceases. So if you turn 18, if you turn 18 under two months before the elections hold, you are disenfranchised. Is that not the case? So what are they saying? That every citizen must necessarily vote. Please. If you read the law, don't invent it. Don't invent it. And don't add to it. This must have definitely um, attracted a lot of reactions. But let's talk about when exactly the committee of the whole report will be debated. Kweko. The last time the EC were, were in parliament, the majority side were concerned that this report might delay and they wanted the speaker to give them some clear timeline that this committee of the whole report will come. It will serve as a precursor to the EC lay the document if they are allowed to do so at all. The speaker said he wanted to give the clerk much time to be able to do a good job on putting together the report. And because the speaker is the chairman of this committee of the whole, he is the one who is supposed to sign for it to come before parliament. Ordinarily, we're expecting that it will come before the House today. It did not. But if you look at the order for tomorrow, it's quite a packed day. Finance Minister Kedufuriasa will be in parliament to answer some questions 
and the last time he wasn't he wasn't able to to do so so it does not appear that tomorrow this committee of the whole report will come and so the expectation is that next week march of parliament business will focus on that but also next week is when president Kufado comes before parliament to present the state of the nation address so there are concerns especially on the majority side that there are so many activities that may hinder the ability of the ec to go ahead and lay this ci but they are hoping that in between all these events the electoral commission will be able to lay this ci okay well this is an event that we are monitoring closely but in all this also you've been engaging mps and their views following the mahama campaign launch and the comments and the concerns that he raised during that campaign what has been the reaction in parliament it's divided usually along political party lines while the NDC MPs, some of them who were in parliament today, say that the kind of things former President Mahama has said are visionary. Their colleagues on the MPP side beg to differ, the MPP side. I've been speaking to some NPP MPs who say that the president, the former president, has not said anything new. He is just regurgitating the same argument which Ghanaians rejected in 2016 and 2020. The Mahama coming back is an old story. It's not a new story that Ghanaians should be thinking about. The Mahama is saying that he's come to repair Ghana. Actually, no one from the MPP is saying that Ghana is not facing the challenge. We know we have economic crisis. But I have already been saying that it's better for Ghanaians to be in MPP government than to be in NDC. Domahama is telling Ghanaians that he is coming to change Ghana. We are all in this country when Domahama, as a president, couldn't even pay teachers' allowance. But Ghanaians know what Domahama did for Ghana. And I don't think he's bringing any new ideas. That's the old story that he's come to repeat. He has an opportunity to rule this country for eight years. Just four years. He couldn't manage Ghana, providing 24 and lights for Ghana, he couldn't. And today he's telling us that he's bringing a new ideas. What ideas again Jomahama is bringing to Ghana? Come and repeat the doom so? Scribe the nurses' allowance, teachers' allowance? No, a new phase. It's an old wadi, as you see, that we know. And so I, I think, um, and, and, and it's, it's not news because everybody knows that NDC at this point believed and hoped that it's only John Muhammad that can salvage their party for them and their hope was banked on him so clearly it's not news to us for us to be surprised that John Muhammad has once again launched his campaign but as NDP, are you afraid are you afraid that John Muhammad afraid? is coming afraid of John Muhammad maybe he's the Even biggest I mean, impediment against you breaking the eight I mean what <laughs> you see he had he was a vice president he became a three months or so or less president. He became a four-year president. What did we see? Well, you have there MP for Sifia Kontombra, Alex Tete, and MP for Doma East, Paul Chumberima. We can hear from the former president, Mahama. He, he's saying that the country is at a crossroad and requires a bold and decisive leadership capable of rescuing the country from what he describes as the clueless NPP government. The unthinkable has happened, and our country today is broken on all fronts. Ghana is bankrupt. 
We are saddled with debts we simply cannot pay. And we have suffered the global humiliation of defaulting on our debts and being downgraded by all credit rating agencies to the lowest level ever seen in our history. Our economy is in the worst ever shape, with suffering and pain on an unprecedented level. Hyperinflation and ever-increasing price of basic items, including food products, have all combined to inflict unbearable pain on millions of Ghanaian households. Parents are being forced to make the choice between seeking prompt health care for their sick children or providing meals with their meager resources for their families. Our middle class stands the real risk of being wiped out on the back of an obnoxious debt restructuring program. The poor who depend on the middle class for employment and sustenance are on their own and uncertain of their fate in the future. Our aged pensioners and the elderly have not been spared either. In the past few weeks, they have been compelled to stage public manifestations outside the Ministry of Finance in defense of their livelihoods, even in this elderly state. Who would have thought that Ghana will come to a juncture like this? where a government would mete out such shabby treatment to our senior citizens, whose only crime is that they put their life savings in what is considered the safest financial instrument in the world, government bonds. We are this most depressing phase in our history where our economy has been destroyed because of the systematic mismanagement, misguided and clueless policy choices and the incompetence of President Nana Akufuado and his Vice President Mahmoudou Baumia. While our people struggle to keep their heads above water, government officials continue to exhibit high levels of greed, corruption, arrogance of power, dishonesty, blatant state capture, and conflict of interest. As former President John Dramani Mahama at that campaign launch in the Volta region, Sokode to be precise, and we are getting ready for the 66th anniversary celebrations in the Volta region. Well, whilst we were there, uh, the Volta regional minister, Dr. Archibald Lecha, has been interacting with my colleague Mamavi Ousuabwaje on preparedness uh, in the Volta region uh, to host the entire country for the Independence Day celebration. George, I'm sure you're getting ready ready uh, for that. Definitely. We'll okay. mess up for anything mm-hmm. in the Volta region, actually, yeah. to eat my abobitadi. You visit Volta and then you experience and, Ghana. And I will miss my abobitadi. Abobitadi, yeah. yeah. Okay, let's hear from the regional minister. The Volta Youth Resource Centre is the venue for the 66th Independence Day anniversary and it's going to be held obviously in the Volta region and this is where it's going to happen. It's a 5,000 seating capacity resource center and we understand that this is the second phase of it and already is 90% complete. But when the president uh uh, gave us the opportunity to host the uh, 66th independence anniversary we we felt that that was the best option that we had to, to host it so quickly the minister of youth and sports and national youth authority were 
were, were instructed by the president to make sure that the center was, was completed. So we, we started. We started not many weeks ago. And uh, and the, the, we are happy about the pace of work. We'll still have some work to do. Uh, next week will be very busy. And uh, the preparations are going on. The committees are, are working very hard. And uh, we we hopeful that... Uh, We'll put up a great show come uh, 6th of March. Every day, if you're my bad day, Monday, Tuesday. Well, you know, it's a good time to just take time off listening to Mama Vyowiswa Boadi and the excitement in her voice talking about the Volta region. It tells you that it's time for us all to head to the Volta region and to experience Volta. And once we experience Volta, you definitely will experience Ghana. And I'm taking George along with me. I mean, this the, weekend. The, the, it's a long the, weekend. The, the, the serene, it's, it's something else. The Is hotels, the you know, serene. it's something else. And mm-hmm. you don't want to miss the Volta region visit for anything. Everything about you know, the Volta region. Especially the Abobitadi. It's not just Abobitadi. This one, the way you're going, it looks like there's more to this Abobitadi that you're talking about. But what's in business, George? Well, Emifa, China likely to be kinmaker in Ghana's quest uh, request for debt reprofiling and possible debt cancellation by its international creditors. And government announces plans to secure certification to help in refining more gold locally for exports. The Business News on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business. Alliance Life and Ghana Pay. Hey, see the plenty money you are carrying this early morning. Adey. Mm, Charlie, you let me let you do what? As for you, you wait and listen to all the information before you start carrying money up and down like we are in 1995. The you it has come. But you know, MTN will always find a way to sort you out. Ah, sort me out, listen. Oh, so you don't know that when you transfer money between your personal accounts, cash in and cash out at agent points, buy airtime or data, pay bills, receive remittance from abroad, or even pay taxes, there are no e-levy charges? Hey, we are sure. Listen, there are a number of transactions you can perform with your MTM Momo that are not affected by the e-levy tax rule. Hmm. And there's even more, cra. Remember your first 100 Ghana City transfer for the day is free too. Hey, na me more. <laughs> now, dear, you know. There are a number of transactions you can perform with your MTN Momo that are not affected by the e-levy tax. So keep enjoying the security and convenience with MTN Momo and make payments on the go with MTN Momo. MTN. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks, and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 40 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Community 1, opposite Olam SHS, Kumase KNUSD Campus, UCC. 
BBC Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City or call us 0302 764101 who doesn't have a key? A car key, an office key, a drawer key, but there's one key that rules them all. The house key, the key to a place we call home, the key to the home where everything comes together, the key to a home that is our own, a home where we make life happen with our families and loved ones. Adoha has been working hard for over 30 years to make home ownership within reach for many. Say yes to property with Adoha. Your dream home is one call away. Your dream home is a few clicks away. Visit our Accra project, The Place, by calling 030-27-89757. This March, I mean, if I say EGL Bazaar, say the Bazaar. The Limited is running a tech sale or you can grab Bazaar. From Thursday to Saturday, 2nd, 3rd and 4th of March. From 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. each day. Location, Coca-Cola Roundabout, Spintex. EGL Bazaar. Items are a mixture of brand new, slightly used, crashed, showroom display, repaired and dented. Get, get, get up to 70% off. Open we now open TX. Satisfy your tech hunger with products from NASCO, Samsung, Media, Toshiba and more. Samsung Television, the NASCO Top Load Washing Machine, Media Toaster. Grab for yourself smartphones, accessories, candle lights, washing machines, fridges, ovens, gas stoves, vacuum cleaner, dispenser. Quickly, jot down the numbers. Call 0242-439-437. EGL. Home of electronics and appliances. Joy 99.7 FM. You're welcome back to Business on Newsnight. Now, China is likely to have the final sale. So what some are describing as the kinmaker in reprofiling of Ghana's debts or possible cancellation by these international creditors. Now, this is what Joy Business has picked up from persons with some understanding of the current negotiations. There is more in this report. Some of the country's international creditors have argued that it is critical China comes on board to fully participate in Ghana's debt exchange program. However, due to the recent stance of the country, which some have described as food dragon, some of these creditors in Europe now want to wait for the outcome of Ghana's negotiation with China. This is because some of these European countries that are members of the Paris Club and G20 don't want to cancel Ghana's debt for it to be used to service China's debt. This development has resulted in some being worried that this foot dragging could affect efforts to get these creditors' commitment on time for an IMF deal. There is also a push for all the international creditors to be treated the same. So if China decides not to participate in any possible debt cancellation, then the other countries could also get out. Some have argued that, based on these developments, China indeed will be the kingmaker in all these ongoing negotiations. But should Ghana be happy about the recent comments by the IMF that it is just looking out for commitment to participate in this program rather than firm agreements about debt cancellation? And that is the Business Dex Report. Now, meanwhile, finance lecturer at the University of Ghana Business School, Dr. Benjamin Amwa, has described the latest development as a good one for Ghana. Reaching a deal with the IMF was going to be difficult. So if we are now hearing from the IMF that, yes, indeed, creditors must come clear on their position on the debt, but still, that notwithstanding, the IMF can still give us a good case, then I think it is indeed a great relief that, yes, the creditors matter, 
But then the IMF, that is at the center or core of all this discussion, is still considering and is very interested in getting Ghana to get the deal come on board so we can put the economy back on track. So it is indeed a good relief. It is more of a flexible one if you are mm. considering, because in all this discussion, it is an IMF that is providing that level of assurance. And if you look at what we are going to get, we are seeking the funds or the support from the IMF. Mm. On the other hand, IMF and the World Bank is not the only creditor nation to Ghana. We are talking about a debt restructuring where there must be burden sharing. Finance lecturer at the University of Ghana Business School, Dr. Benjamin Amwa. Now, government has announced plans to secure international certification to support more gold refineries in the country for exports. The move, according to government, will help improve revenue for the country. The Lands and Forestry Minister, that is Samojinapo, disclosed this at a news conference in Accra when the ministry actually tried to explain more development in the area. Meanwhile, the minister has been given more details about some mining exploration deals set to commence this year. There is a half full. I have North, which is Newmont, isn't it? I have North is coming on stream, and um, that is going to be surface mining. Um, Cardinal resources in Tallency in the Upper East is in respect of gold. That is actually very much on stream because they are far advanced. They are already building uh, tailing dams and the rest. And I believe that sometime uh, next year they will pour the first gold, yes. Uh, there's also lithium uh, in Ewoya. Um, <laughs> Lithium in Ewoya in the Infanseman municipality. That I have to report on with caution because these resources, these lithium resources, these green minerals, lithium, phosphate, uh, cobalt, all of them, we are having a different structure, different arrangement in terms of their exploration. We want to jettison the previous arrangement we had for gold and others where all the minerals were mined and exported in their raw form. And so, we are still in negotiations and discussions with the parties involved to find. Samo Janapo is Lands and Forestry Minister. Now, telecoms giant MTN has announced that it has expanded its national roaming program to other networks, as well as the successful nature of the program. Now, this follows what MTN describes as the success of its pilot program with Vodafone in the Volta region. It has also reached an agreement with Airtel Tigo for a fourth month run on this national roaming program on pilot basis. Now, this will allow Airtel Tigo customers to roam on MTN network in selected locations across the country. Now, the former managing director of uh, APSA Kenya, that is Jeremy Awari, has assumed office as the chief executive of Ecobank Group. Mr. Awari is taking over from the current boss of Ecobank, that is Ade Ayemi, who retired at the end of last year. Jeremy Awari brings with him over 25 years of experience in the banking industry. Now, proud to join in APSA, Jeremy served in leadership roles in Standard Chartered Bank across the Middle East and Africa. Now, board chairman of Ecobank Group, Alian Yashaw, in an earlier interview, maintained that they are committed to putting in place the necessary transition measures for the new boss of the Ecobank Group. Is basically to ensure continuity, you know, from what has been achieved, you know, by by the current CEO. That's that's, that's pretty clear. But then equally, this is an institution. Well, you know, Ecobank is an institution, and it's it's and it's our duty, you know, whether within the management and the board, to ensure that at any point in time, right, you know, there is 
contingency plan or success is actually basically built, you know, with men and not just one, many of them. And, uh, and really, more like in the long term, this is a situation where we have to ensure that uh, the banks still have pool of talent that actually can step in if any 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 role became vacant. But uh, yes, we agree with you. We are very mindful of that, and uh, and 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 it's our duty to make sure that transition is as smooth as possible. And that is the group uh, board chairman of uh, EcoBank, Alienu Koshel, actually talking about the new MD of EcoBank who is taking over from today. That is Jeremy Awari. He's the new group MD of uh, EcoBank. That is the group ETI. And if I'm interested, 11 years of oil discovery. There are several arguments about whether we've gotten enough, a lot has been done. And when it comes to the current oil production in this country, are there any things that are threatening its existence going forward? And that is what we are talking about on PM Express Business Edition to guide Who's our guest? Well, he's called David Ampofo. Oh. You know David Ampofo? Yeah. Former time with David, host uh, Channels Communications CEO. He's now the chief executive of the uh, Ghana Upstream uh, Petroleum Chamber. And we're going to discuss the industry development in terms of oil exploration, the current challenges going forward, what can be done to improve upon the fortunes of the oil industry with the chief executive of this chamber, that is Mr. David Ampofo. 9 p.m. on Joy News and all our social media platforms. With George Riafe. Thank you so much, George, uh, for business. And we'll catch PM Express Business Edition tonight at 9 p.m. for that great discussion. Now, our conservation group, Arocha Ghana, says it has evidence to suggest that the Minerals Commission has given out several licenses in 2022 and 2023 that straddle critical water bodies including Ankobra Pra Tano and Ofin Basins. President Ekofado in April 2021 mapped out what government describes as the red zones for mining, strictly banning the activities of mining in or near water bodies as well as in forest reserves. Well, about a week ago and just recently, also just yesterday, the minister, uh, two days ago, I think so, in the, the minister for the lands and natural resources, Samuel Abujinapo, also mentioned that he expressed satisfaction with the enforcement of the directive while adding that most of the river bodies are beginning to regain its integrity. We heard from his deputy also, George Mirikuduka, some weeks ago on this. We can hear from the minister on this. I think every Ghanaian who will be, uh, you know, uh, taking some time to check the river bodies of Africa will attest to the fact that there is some improvement. There's no two ways about that. And indeed, the best source of validating that is the records of the Water Resources Commission, which is the government agency responsible for uh, recording the turbidity levels of the river bodies of our country. And the report I have, the uh, information I have, the data I have from the Water Resources Commission suggests that some of our river bodies are improving. Well, my colleague, um, uh, Erastus Asaridonko, has done extensive work in this regard. And um, Love News investigations have revealed that recent footage of the river Ankobra regaining its ecological integrity is a mirage as Shanfan um, operators mine directly on the riverbed at various sections close to Axim and Prisia Himang in the western region. Listen. Rising northeast of Sefioso in the western north region, the river Ankobra flows about 190 kilometers south to the Gulf of Guinea. 
about two weeks ago, pictures of a green-looking river and cobra taken at the Sangoma Estuary in Axim took over social media. The taglines indicated government's illegal mining fight was gaining ground with the clearing of the river. We set out on a fact-finding mission on the flow path of the Ancobra. After hours on the road, we hit the coastal town of Axim. We proceeded to Sangoma or Ancobra town where the river missed the sea. This is where pictures of the green Ancobra were taken. Instead of a green-looking river, we saw a dirty-looking Ancobra polluting the green sea. Residents here share how they feel about assertions that the Ancobra has regained its former glory. Why is it that they are saying something which is untruthful to the nation, to the public? Because they should, they should have told the public the truth that the, the river is totally bad, but it is because of the high tide of the sea that is coming through the river water. So that one looks a little bit clear, and they took that picture. So I feel very bad. from January, February, March, still I am sitting in the middle of two great water bodies. To my left is the sea, and to my right is the river Ancobra. Behind me is the estuary. This is where the two meet. Now there is this confusion over whether the Ancobra is clearing and it is green. And we've seen some green videos of the Ancobra right from this point. Those pictures were taken. Now let me explain to you. At high tide, the sea here, which is green, washes over. All this place gets flowing with seawater and it washes over the Ancobra to that end. The sea is green. The river Ancobra is yellowish now. It covers it. The whole place is green. Beautiful, isn't it? That is what we expect the river Ancobra to look like. Unfortunately, it doesn't look that way. This is the real color of the Ancobra as we speak. Polluted right from the source. It ends this controversy. But if anybody is serious about this, this is a serious pollution matter. Because as you look at the estuary, even close to the sea, you can see the color of the sea from this point right up there, as far as the drone can see, turning yellow in the color of the Ancobra. Until we see a high tide, which they say is two hours away, which will wash the sea green water 
over the Ancobra, the situation is a highly polluted Ancobra, which is now polluting the sea. Reporting. That's uh, my colleague Erastus Asari Donkos report there. And uh, we can hear from Arocha Ghana on this. Darrell Bosso is the deputy director of the group. He says it is incomprehensible why the Minerals Commission is issuing licenses alongside and across rivers when the devastation of gold mining is now so clear. Well, the buffer zone policy is very clear as to distances where mining can happen. Mm. And then because of the onslaught of Galamzi as well, we saw the president coming out in April 2021 indicating that rivers will be red zones. They even indicated how far away activity should, should happen. Mm. But if you see the Minerals Commission then go ahead to even allocate concessions, mm. that does not differentiate between these buffer areas and all of that. That is very worrying. Well, let's do sports now. And Musbao is in the studio. Hello, Musbao. Hello, MFO. Well, uh, it's Mohamed Polo. He's been speaking a lot about Ghana football. He appeared to be very concerned. In f- a few days ago, he was at the presidency where he handed a five-year plan for the development of Ghana football to President Kufuado. And following that, uh, my colleague Natana Lato got in touch with him and uh, he's been bemoaning about the fact that Ghana football has lost its identity. I think uh, what, what I'm seeing uh, is that uh, the, the, uh, the technical direction of uh, football is going, you know, European style. Okay. Because, you know, academy is taking, you know, the, 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 the space is taking every control because they want the players to play the, the European, you know, style so that when you go there, you can be... But, no, no, that, that, uh, that is totally... You know, you know, unacceptable to me, because if you are trained, if you have a, your your style of football, and you are trained the way, you know, our style of football, you know, goes with even those we know that plays the quality, including myself. So that's uh, Mohamed Polo, the 1978 Afghan winner. So we should take his word serious, you know, yes, if we want to get the game right. Yeah, that's it. Semifa. Thank you, Musma. We'll catch you on the Joy News Prime, on the Joy News Channel. Well, the Regional Coordinating Council in the company of three municipal assemblies have evicted heavy truck drivers parked dangerously close to the Tema motorway. This is coming barely 24 hours after we aired the concerns of motorists and residents who were concerned. According to the drivers, they've been left with no option but to park there since uh, the port will not accommodate them while they wait for documentation for their cargo. We'll hear from the uh, Municipal Chief Executive of Ashaman, but listen to uh, my colleague Michael Ashali interacting with some of the drivers. Heavy-duty trucks line up the shoulders of the highway, running as far as the eye can see. According to some of the drivers, they have no option than to park here while they wait for documentation for their cargo. Akwesi Techi is one of such drivers. In the port, if you if you load, there is no place for you to park again. And our people still haven't ready yet. Their presence here only exposes many motorists to untold danger. And some of the truck drivers even agree. We know that we are disturbing, but we don't we, we, do, we, we don't have any any distance, any option. While parked there, some drivers say they are harassed by some city authorities. Al Hassan Tahiru is a victim. Just yesterday, they come. I wasn't inside the car. They they just come and open my gate and they took my key. 
but not everyone agrees with the drivers. If they're not parked there, it's good because that place is causing big accidents. He only gave his name as Nathaniel. He observed that the number of accidents around the tow boots have increased since the trucks started parking there. We can hear now from the municipal chief executive of Ashaiman, Albert Boachiotri, who says the assembly will ensure the drivers don't return to the site. So today, uh, we embarked on a very serious uh, action against them by getting all of them out of that place. And I can bet you, they marks the end of their parking in that place, those areas. But what we intend to do, uh, we have just discovered some few areas around where we can properly organize them. If really they have a reason to remain in town, then... Well, it's time for our Ghana Man series, and Kojo Yangson takes us to the princess town of Akatechi, not just to see crocodiles, but also encounter a priest who communicates with them. If someone asked you, what are Ghana's top tourist attractions, what would come to mind? Some historical buildings, wildlife, some water bodies, beaches? Now, what if I told you there was a place in Ghana, a village, where you would find at least one of each of these attractions. Well, nestled on the western coast, just 45 minutes from Takrade, is Princess Town. Five kilometers to the west is the seaside village of Aketechi. The fishing village of Aketechi is very lucky. They occupy a beautiful spot in nature. This is where the lagoon meets the sea. The people of Akechechi, like many other Ghanaians, they have their beliefs. They believe that the lagoon is a holy deity which must be respected. Today, we want to go close to the lagoon, see if we can spot a crocodile or two. But it's not so simple. In addition to a bottle of Coke and a bottle of Casaprepo and a bottle of Schnapps, we may also have to part with a few cities before we are allowed to come close to their revered deity. A thick film of seaweed covers the surface of the water. It's hard to tell whether there's any living creature stirring in the deep, let alone one that is responding to the loud calls of the priest. But suddenly, there she is. The men want to give us a show. They're teasing the crocodile and making her wait for her food. But finally, bingo, chicken dinner. Wow, well, I had to hold my breath there for, for quite a while. If you make the trip here to Akatechi, you might see even more than we did. The more chickens you buy, the more crocodiles will come out and eat. And that's Koji Yangson with our Ghana Man series from Princess Town, Akatechi. And that's how we wrap up tonight's edition of Newsnight. We have, um, there's more when you log on to myjoyonline.com. Personality Profile is up next, a continuation of that encounter with Dr. Charles Rekubube, a.k.a. Tazan. Please stay for it.